What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the ShowMeFootball.com podcast. And uh, this is probably the least fun podcast of the season. Other times we lost, but, you know, it, you know, there were still some good things to take from it. There's nothing good to take from this game. Honestly, there, well, uh, we're actually still recording this while the game is going on. There's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, but Bazelak just got picked off again. And Mississippi State has made it 47 – or no, sorry, 50 – no, they scored a touchdown. 51 to 25. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, <laughs> Connor, <laughs> your initial thoughts on the game today. I'm going to sound like a mom here. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, a lot of people are going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, you got humiliated by a uh, – what are they, two and seven – yeah, you got humiliated by a 2-17, and 17. that's so bad. But I don't think Mississippi State is a bad team. We've seen flashes of brilliance from this team earlier in the season, but they just haven't been able to get it done, and that makes sense because they're trying to do something that's never been done in the SEC before with Mike Leach's air raid offense. And Mike Leach, in my opinion, is like top two coach in the SEC right now. Uh, even though it's not translating to wins, I think he's definitely building a great foundation there. And I think Mississippi State is going to be a very good team next year. And we just played them at the wrong time. That being said, we just look extremely ill-prepared. And I don't know if that's necessarily like the coaching fault or maybe we're just decimated uh, due to Rona and opt-outs and injuries. So we're just playing – so too many backups to really compete. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say is you have to just look at what you're dealing with. Um, I mean, we have nothing anymore, okay? We have true freshman wide receivers playing defensive back. Sean Robinson is playing major snaps at safety. Nick Bolton's playing D-tackle. And he hasn't and, bad. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> let me just say, let me just say, because we're going to get into it. And I said on the last podcast, if we let up like 35 plus to Mississippi State, I would come back to the Ryan Walters conversation. Well, here we are giving up 50 for the third week in a row, essentially. And, you know, I'll say it again. I don't think it's his fault. Like I just rattled off like the players that we have at defensive back, okay? True freshman. I mean, even Jalen Carley is a true freshman was playing and he got ejected for targeting, which forced us to throw in, you know, Sean Robinson and Chris Abrams during like uh, this defensive line. We have no talent. We just, we have no talent, no Tyree Gillespie today, nothing. Okay. Like, I just, I don't like, I don't know how you can put that on Walters. There's not really anything you can scheme around to make that look better. And I saw some people on the Power Mizzou board try telling me that uh, uh, we're, we, should play, we should be playing zone. We're playing man. Do you really think, do you really honestly think playing a zone defense would have made a damn difference in this game? Because I thought a lot of times our defensive backs were in the right place. They just could not make a play on the ball or get their head around. And a strike shawl that happened a couple times in particular. Um, Mississippi State's receivers were just better than our defensive backs, and they were a lot longer too, which is something that I noticed. Like, I don't know how you can put that on the defensive coordinator, but that being said, obviously calls for concern. Obviously, like, you have to be at least a little disappointed. It's just hard to be too disappointed because I, just look at what he's working with, you know? 
Well, I mean, especially when you're facing an air raid offense, secondary is so important. And if you're an offense and you see a quarterback is playing corner, you're going to throw to him and exploit that. And that's what – oh, we just got a muffed punt. But there's a flag, so it's probably going to get overturned. But, yeah. Um, speaking of muffed punts, <laughs> at the start of the game, I don't know what the bum's name is. I think he was 87 or something. A lot has happened since then. Uh, we can fact check it, fact check it later. But uh, yeah, Cade Mustard, number, number 87, 87 was. Yep. Uh, back to return the punt. Completely muffs it. He would have been better off uh, just running away. He should have just ran away, you know? But instead, he tried to be a hero and get that extra three yards, and he muffed it, and then the long snapper recovered it in the end zone. We got scored on by the long snapper. Like, what are we it's supposed to do? It's frustrating because that is a play right there you can genuinely point to and be like, that changed the entire game. If that doesn't happen, what's the outlook for the rest of the game? I don't know if it's the same as what we're looking at right now. That just changed the entire game. And I hate when kick, uh, kick returners do this, but they'll like fair catch it, but like still like debate whether they should catch it or not. And he looked like he was in the middle of running away from it or deciding to catch it. And he just screwed it up royally. And it's like, dude, just let it bounce, okay? That just it, He's it on makes me so frustrated. Yeah, I, that really was a turning point in the game. But you know what? Let's just get into the offense. So, Connor Bazelak, he looked terrible. Like by far his worst game since he took the starting job. Twenty of thirty-six, one ninety-four, only one touchdown and three interceptions. All of the interceptions were his fault, and all of them were super ugly. And um, you know, I gotta say, like maybe this is a tad bit of an overreaction. Bazelak has been a good game manager, okay, for most of the year. He's been a good game manager. I think that's a fair title to give him. And you know what? That's not even the knock that most people make it out to be. I, in fact, I would say it's a compliment. I'll take a game manager quarterback in the SEC. But his accuracy on passes that are 20 yards or more just is not there whatsoever. I just cannot remember the last time he completed a deep pass. It's just he's not, he's not hitting it. It's not accurate. It's getting intercepted more often than not. It's, it looks really bad. And honestly, like, again, this might be an overreaction, but – uh, I don't think it's a sure thing that he's the starter next year with both Brady Cook on roster and Tyler Macon coming in. Speaking of interceptions by quarterbacks, Sean Robinson. Uh, our quarterback just got an interception. Sean Robinson just got an interception. <laughs> See, Sean Robinson is literally our best defensive back on roster, and people want to tell me this is Ryan Walters. <laughs> Sean freaking Robinson is our best <laughs> defensive back right now. Our quarterback is wearing the turnover rope. You can't make this up, dude. <laughs> oh Guys, Sean Robinson is our Sean best Robinson, freaking defensive dude. back. That. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't anyways. Uh, anyways. There's uh, one like positive was... takeaway. Yeah. Like I was saying about Bazelak. Let's hope Holy he doesn't throw another crap. pick. But uh, – did you have anything to add on to what I said about Bazelak? You know, I'm not one to really 
I'm not going to I'm not going to turn my back on Basilike very quickly. You know, a lot of people uh, you know, even when I thought he was playing well, a lot of people were turning their back on him. Uh, but when I give up on a quarterback, I give up on him. Like there's no redemption and he's not really too he's not at the point where I'm going to completely give up on him yet. You know, he's still my quarterback. I still believe in him. I've seen his moments of brilliance, but he's a redshirt freshman. And I, I mean, I guess we could have Macon come in and be better, but until Macon proves that he's better, Sean, or not Sean, uh, used to talk about Sean, but Connor is going to be my I mean, hell, why not Sean? No, I want Sean starting at corner. Yeah, no. Sorry for you. Corner, see what happens. Oh, I totally my quarterback get just threw a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, like maybe Baselak's still game. alive, guys. <laughs> yeah, should we game. always fire it up towards lie. the end of the fourth? Two and quarter? a half minutes left, but. Yeah, it's I don't know if a... I could do this at the end of an Arkansas game. We should have been doing this the whole game. We seem to be playing a lot better while we're recording. <sighs> a little late for that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to turn uh... my back on Basilek. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But uh, rushing-wise, we actually looked good still. Um, Larry Roundtree, 25 carries for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Just another dominant performance from him that just – didn't really matter in the overall scheme of things, but man, he, this season has probably been one of his best. It seems like he's gotten like a hundred touchdowns this year. Kiki Chisholm looked very well uh, to six receptions for 64 yards in the touchdown. Damon Hazleton, Mr. Chain mover, uh, as well as Toski Dove, both a few receptions for around 40 yards. So, uh, you know, it's good to see them step up, but you definitely hope there's a talent increase at wide receiver next year hopefully dominic lovett can come in and be an immediate contributor hopefully one of the freshmen from this year step up uh and maybe uh chisholm or hazelton come back for another year or drink just hits the transfer portal again so yeah i mean you have to be happy with the wide receivers this year just with what you had to work with but uh definitely definitely some room for improvement at wide receiver don't you think Yeah, and uh, we're going to get some wide receivers in this upcoming class, and we have guys like uh, Jay Macklin and J.J. Hester on a roster who we're going to see next year. And, you know, in the LSU game, we saw uh, people all the way down to the back of the quarterback making plays. So I'm not going to really stress about skill positions uh, on an Eli Drinkwitz team because he recruits them really well. Uh, and he can get production out of uh, the bottom of the roster guys on a good day. So I'm not going to freak out too bad, but the biggest concern for me is still going to be offensive and defensive lines, uh, specifically right now off line. Um, I don't think it was too much of a day, but it's, it's still a concern. Defensive line is more of a concern to me just because there's so many unknowns there. Offensive, I mean, there is with the offensive line too, and they've actually played better than a lot of people expected this year, but you still have 
uh, Michael Maietti possibly leaving, and there's some other question marks along the offensive line. And then you never know who could transfer. But, yeah, I mean, overall, both of the lines are probably a concern. Um, I just say defensive line more just because they've been downright terrible, especially towards the end of the year. But um, so the defense, back to them today. Uh, Will Rogers just had his way against us, 295 and three touchdowns. Um, and their receivers just kind of tore us up. Jaden Wally in particular, five receptions for 129 yards, no touchdowns. And this just goes back to what I was saying about our defensive backs. We just have nobody. I mean, there's no one on this roster that can cover him. They have better receivers than we do defensive backs, and that's just what it comes down to. I mean, I, I will say it again. Sean freaking Robinson is our best defensive back out there right now, guys. I just, like, how, how does Walters work with that? How? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to complain. Uh, I was, con- you know, coming into the season, uh, you can go back to our earlier shows and you can see that we were like mildly optimistic about Sean Robinson. It's not like we hated Sean Robinson. It's not like he was uh, Brody Croyle or something where you just hate your quarterback and hope for someone new, right? We, I think we both kind of like Sean Robinson good enough. And it makes me happy that uh, maybe he's found a new role on the team, you know? Uh, that's going to be my one positive-ish takeaway from this absolute embarrassment of a game. You know, maybe Sean Robinson has found a new home and he can be a contributor next year. Yeah, honestly, it's not totally outlandish to think Sean Robinson can be a starting safety for us next year. And, you know, you just have to hand it to him as a teammate. I mean, after he lost the starting quarterback job, he could have easily opted out, given up, quit, transferred anything like that he was on special teams against arkansas um you know he's been doing anything he can to get on the field converts to a freaking safety and records an interception what a story and i think that's something i'm gonna write about after this game in fact um that's just awesome to see honestly like that's one of the best stories from this game in this season really it's the only positive story from this game yeah what else are we uh, gonna obviously. talk about yeah the negative thing yeah yeah that's another thing you can point to i think the big negative from this game though is uh with the big georgia loss and then losing to a two and seven mississippi state uh this is a game that's going to leave a sour taste in some fans mouths at the end of the season because you were really hoping for six and four that would have looked a hell of a lot better than five and five although you're not necessarily unhappy with five and five i think anyone would have taken that at the beginning of the year um but this is definitely a sour ending to what has been an impressive season for probably the first time in the history of this show, I was uh, overly optimistic. I had picked the team to go like six and four, seven and three, that range. Uh, I expect the games I expected to lose were LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. So I guess Mm -hmm. I was close. Yeah, just yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I still believe in drink. He just needs to get his own guys. Yeah, and I mean, he's already recruiting 
Uh, he's on pace to recruit a second top 20 class uh, with this uh, most recent class from signing day being top 20 in the nation. That's something you can win with. And, um, you know, I think, like I said, they just ran out of gas at the end of the year. That's really what it was. And once Strink gets his own guys, it'll be better. But I, I do have to say, I think 2022 – or not 2022, 2021 will be a step down, a step back from this year. And I know fans don't really want to hear that. I think it will be a slight step back. You lose Larry Roundtree. You lose Nick Bolton. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains. But I think 2022, that'll be – uh, drink with his next two classes uh, coming in, uh, plus this last freshman class that he salvaged from uh, the Odom transition, right? Uh, so that'll be like his second and a half class per se, right? Um, I think then that's when you can start to make some judgments. That's when you'll start to see some improvement. I think 2022 is like the big year that Mizzou takes a big step forward. I don't know. Um Maybe you can say that with the on-field performance, but if we're going to talk record, I think we're going to be significantly better next year uh, because, you know, we were able to win five games with an all-SEC schedule. So throw in a couple Yeah, yeah that's part of it. Yeah, I, yeah that's definitely part of it. I think overall we'll uh, be fine. But. Yeah, I think uh, in the end, I still think 2022 is like the big year, but um, – yeah, I, I can agree with what you're saying. But uh, so with this game doesn't really affect our bowl standing or anything like that. Drink once wants to play in a bowl game. We'll probably be playing in a bowl game um, unless something catastrophic happens to the roster or something like that. We'll be playing in the bowl game, right? So uh, what, what what's your kind of stance on a bowl game? What would you like to see? What's a, an opponent you'd like to see? I don't know how much you've read up on a possible bowl opponent, but what are your kind of expectations for a bowl game? Okay, so first off with a bowl game, I'm the type of got the mentality, it don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring, right? Uh, I don't care mm-hmm. if you made it to the championship game and lost, I don't care if you went undefeated but lost in the championship, etc., etc., etc. All that matters is you get the thing. And obviously, Mizzou is not getting a national championship. I think that is pretty obvious. Nor are we getting any, or nor are we getting an SEC championship. So the best is a bowl. We have an opportunity to get a. Ring. And to me, Wiki Car Care Gator Bowl presented by Bad Boy Mo is Alaska or just any just irrelevant bowl like that. We have a trophy and a ring to our names, and that's a confidence booster. You know, no one else won the Maneki Car Care Gator Bowl presented by Bad Boy Mowers and Geico Insurance in Anchorage, Alaska. In Anchorage, Alaska. That was just us. So I feel like a bowl game not only gives drink more money to work with and a boost to the player morale, but it boosts their confidence. Uh, and it's just nice to be able to add something to the trophy case. And as for opponents, I don't want to mess around with like Oklahoma state again, or really any other power five opponent. Uh, if it works out with what people are saying in, uh, Everyone gets a bowl, which is not going to happen. I want to play Kansas. 
but that's not going to happen. There's no way any ball in their right mind would invite Kansas, but I'm down for uh, anybody they put in front of us, but if I could pick our opponent, I would pick like a Conference USA uh, mid-tier team that we can just beat up on for a confidence boost and essentially a party at the end of the year celebrating this uh, season that was mildly enjoyable. Yeah, I think the bowl game will be something like the Outback Bowl, something along those lines. Like, I know that I think the team it. really wants to go somewhere in – I think the team really wants to go somewhere in Florida. I think it will probably be against a Big Ten opponent, maybe Iowa. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, you what definitely we... want a game that you can win. I, I just want them to get a game that they can win in the end, honestly. But Give us anything like, else you wanted to add uh, to the show? No, um, Middle Tennessee State. I don't know how good Middle Tennessee State is this year. I don't know if they're even ball eligible, but that's who I want to play. Give us Middle Tennessee State. But, yeah, that's I, <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll, we'll have to see about that. I think we're, they're going to give us a Big Ten opponent, if I had to guess. But, but yeah, so there's your pod for today. Uh, that was a wreck of a game, but hopefully the podcast made you look at the game in a more fun perspective. So that's all for today. Uh, make sure you check out www. Yes, uh, check out www.showmefootball.com for more. That's all we got for today. Peace out, everyone.